We have been talking about the practice of corporate presence in the context of taking ground, one of the key prophetic words for this year. And particularly as we're looking at corporate presence, we are looking at taking ground in spirit together. So every time that we gather together, we are taking ground in spirit and we are making sure that we are creating the sort of environment where a whole lot more is possible because we are stewarding his presence well, such that it increases. In one of the previous sessions, we talked about the concept of the sacrifice of praise. We looked at that from the book of Hebrews. And the sacrifice of praise, as that verse says, is the fruit of our lips. It's to do with what is coming out of our mouth. It's declaring his goodness. And the sacrifice part in particular is declaring his goodness, whether I feel like it or not. I'm stepping outside of my own comfort zone, knowing that the character and nature of God hasn't changed, even though my emotions may have changed. That's the sacrifice when at a minimum it's inconvenient and at a maximum it's downright painful. That's the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, what comes out of our mouth. And in this session, I want to continue on the sacrifice theme. And in this case, I want to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It's a verse that many of us will be familiar with, which talks about presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, this whole subject of a living sacrifice is way bigger than what I'm about to look at over the next few minutes. But what I do want to look at is this concept of presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice and what does that look like in the context of corporate presence. So let's have a look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That word spiritual, where it says your spiritual, serv your spiritual service of worship, that word spiritual is the Greek word logikos. It means rational and reasonable. In other words, presenting your body as a living sacrifice is a rational and reasonable thing to do. Um, if you dig a little deeper into the meaning of that word logikos, it means to be true to the real and essential nature of something. So to put it in this context, if you are true to the real and essential nature of worship in the context of this verse, it will involve your spiritual body being brought as a living sacrifice. And sacrifice in our context, remember, is at the least it's just it's inconvenient and at worst it's it's downright you know emotionally painful because we're moving in the opposite of everything that we feel the psalms are one of the best insights into true and real worship much of it written by david who we know was the ultimate worshipper and lover of god and as we look through the Psalms and look at the practice of worship through the book of Psalms, I want to look at three predominant parts of our bodies that are mentioned throughout the Psalms. Probably not an exhaustive list, but these are the most common. Our hands, our feet, and our knees. Our hands, our feet, and our knees. What are some of the expressions that the, the Psalms talks about? So let's start with our hands. 
Uh, Psalm 47 verse 1 talks about clapping our hands. It says, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Psalm 98 verse 8 says, let the rivers clap their hands and let the mountains sing together for joy. Now, obviously this is metaphorical because I don't know if you've noticed, but rivers don't tend to have hands um, and mountains don't tend to have mouths. But it's this concept of all of creation in this physical expression of worship, of clapping hands and singing together for joy. So that's clapping our hands. Um, Psalms also talks about raising or lifting our hands. Psalm 63 verse 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands. Psalm 141, it says, May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. So that's the raising or the lifting of our hands. Psalms also talks about the spreading out of our hands. Um, Psalm 143, verse 6, I will spread out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. So we've got the raising, uh, the lifting, the clapping, and the spreading out of our hands as an act of worship. That's our hands. Now, let's talk about our feet. The predominant mention of our feet has to do with dancing. So Psalm 30 verse 11 says, You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and girded, with me, girded me with gladness that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. So there's the singing, the sacrifice of praise that's the fruit of our lips. But then there is the movement of the body where it says, You've turned my mourning into dancing. It's a physical expression of the joy and the gladness that um, the psalmist is talking about. Psalm 149, verse 3 Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. Psalm 150, verse 4 Similar one Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Play, praise him with resounding cymbals. Any drummers who are listening to this will, uh, will love that because there's your biblical basis right there. You know, let them ring out. So that is the, the sense of dancing. Um, through there is you've turned my morning to dancing. This physical expression of dancing um, is an outward expression of joy and gladness. And then our knees. What's the deal with our knees? Well, the knees, the posture there is bowing and kneeling. So Psalm 5 verse 7 says, In reverence I will bow down toward your holy temple. Psalm 22 verse 27 says, All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. Psalm 95 verse 6, one of my favorite psalms, I love it. It says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. So we've talked about physical expressions with our hands of clapping, of lifting or raising our hands, of spreading out our hands. We've talked about our feet dancing. We've talked about um, our knees being involved, but obviously with bowing our knee, our head is also bowed as well. But what's the point? Well, what am I, what's the point that I'm trying to make? That it is biblical in worship that we take a physical posture externally that represents and aligns with our internal worship. What we are doing here is we are bringing our spirit, our soul, and our body 
into full alignment to worship him so that our whole self is making the declaration, not just some parts of us. Our whole self is making that declaration, not just some parts of us. Our worship has breakthrough power when we are in full alignment. And what am I talking about full alignment? I'm talking full alignment within ourselves. See, without full alignment, we have a measure of a house divided against itself. And Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. So we are bringing our whole self into alignment with worship, our spirit, our soul, and our body, so that we are presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, which is our, our reasonable act of worship, to be true to the, to, the, uh, to the real and essential nature of worship. It involves our whole self, our whole body, our physical actions following the words that we are saying and the expressions of our heart. Now, this means it can be a sacrifice. This means it is a sacrifice. It can be inconvenient um, for sure. Uh, and some, sometimes you know, the call is, if we're following the lead, the call is, it's time to dance. Let's get our feet moving. And we're like, that's the last thing I feel like. But often the last thing we feel like doing is the very thing that we need to do the most in order to establish who God is in the midst of our situation rather than just to establish our own emotional state in the midst of a situation. So it's a sacrifice. But one of the things that we have to ask ourselves is how much of the fire of God do we want when we gather? Because we've said in earlier sessions, fire falls on sacrifice. Fire falls on sacrifice. And I think I said it in previous sessions. A sacrifice isn't a sacrifice unless it's a sacrifice. Deep and profound, I know, but absolutely true. We don't see fire without sacrifice because without sacrifice, we're actually saying, you know what? I'm pretty happy with my emotional state right now. I don't really need the fire of God because I'm not willing to go beyond myself to experience something more of Him. We can have as much of His presence as we will go after and jealously guard. All measures are on our end. He will pour out on us what we really want, but what we really want is actually demonstrated by our actions. One more thing, lastly. I want to look at Acts chapter 3. Very well-known story. The, the man at the gate, beautiful. He was crippled from birth. He is begging and he's asking for money. Come And uh, Peter and John walk up um, and he asks for money. And Peter says those famous words, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what we see is they helped him up, he gets up, strength returns to his feet and angles, he walks. And then Acts chapter 3 verse 8 says, he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Walking, jumping or leaping and praising God. So walking meant that he was physically healed. Jumping, that's that expression of joy, leaping, meant that his soul, his emotions were healed. And praising God meant that he was spiritually healed. So he was healed in spirit and soul and body. And as a result of what God had done in his life, there was a natural physical expression, which was true to the real and essential nature, going back to that word logikos, it was true to the real and essential nature of what had happened. He went walking and leaping and praising. That was an alignment of spirit 
and soul and body in response to who God was and what God had done in that moment. Now, here's the challenge that I want to bring to us. If that kind of expression, those expressions of joy, clapping, bowing, dancing, if those kinds of expressions aren't flowing naturally as a pattern in my life. Now, I'm talking about a pattern here. All of us have bad days where it's a choice to worship. We all have those. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a pattern um, of what is common, what, what, are the, what is the predominant theme in my life. If I have a pattern in my life where those kinds of expressions of worship are not flowing naturally, then I want to suggest that one of two things has happened. One option is that I've actually lost touch with the God, the God encounters in my life. My first love has died down and I need to rekindle that. That's what Jesus said to the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation, that you have forsaken your first love. Return to what you did at first. In other words, go back and rekindle that first love. Fan it into flame. So that's one option. Or there's something in me that needs healing. That's the other option. There's a woundedness in me that is stealing away my joy. And as you've heard over the course of this year, you know, if you've been alive longer than 20 minutes, there's a fair chance that there's some wounding carrying around. Um, that, that's life. That's normal. But what's not normal in the kingdom is to keep carrying that around in a way that steals your joy when Jesus actually died to purchase your healing. But either way, whether I've lost touch with my first love, I've lost touch with the God encounters in my life, or, or there's some woundedness, there, there's some need for healing in me, either way, that's something that can be fixed. You know, start meditating, stirring over your old encounters where, where, where Jesus really lit that first love in you. Get prayer from someone who, who's you know, on fire at the moment. Get prayer for a fresh encounter. Um, and or can... Pursue the continual healing of your heart in line with all that we've talked about earlier this year. So wrapping this up, the living sacrifice that Paul talked about in Romans chapter 12 to present our whole body as a living sacrifice. The living sacrifice involves our whole body. It's not just our words. Now, we've seen the breakthrough it brings corporately when just one or two step out, when one or two go beyond themselves and actually get more exuberant um, and more bold in their expressions of worship and the goodness of God. What could it be like if all of us do that rather than just one or two? What would it be like if that is our normal as a whole, that we bring our whole selves we lift our hands, we bow, we dance, we shout, all of those things where our whole self is in alignment. And when our whole self is in alignment, breakthrough can come. So when we come, to the, when we come together this weekend, here's my challenge. Let's bring our bodies, our whole selves, as a living sacrifice. And let's see his fire increased in our midst. And let's take more ground together. Bless you. Thank <laughs> you.